the restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Paper Trails Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Caligari-Mitros. And man, it's been a minute, okay? It's been a couple of years, a little bit of a hiatus. We did some short form content and that was wonderful. We loved it. We are officially through COVID and you know what? Paper Trails is back. I'm really excited. We are, just so you guys know, here with executive chef Mike Bob, longtime friend and um, actually client, you know, of ours. But um, we are at the Ballantine Hotel, absolutely stunning, uh, obviously here, you know, in the Ballantine area of North Carolina. And so we're very, very excited to come, share, find out more about, you know, Chef's background and, and, and what he's accomplished over the last number of years. And so, uh, Mike, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, Nick, for uh, having me. For coming on. So, yeah, let's do this. Let's get a little background on how you ended up here, how, you know, executive chef, you know, maybe where you're from. Let's start there. You know, your interest in food, how that kind of panned out, and then we'll kind of go with, Go with the flow and see how you end up here at the hotel. Yeah. So originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Um, born and raised there. Um, I grew up in the Boy Scouts. Okay. Uh, did a lot of camping outdoors, a lot of cooking outdoors, um, a lot of playing with fire. I mean, as a kid, loved to play with fire. Um, okay. My dad would always cook on the campfire, right? Okay. He'd always do some really creative things. Was um, he the main cook of the family or was mom still the main cook, but he loved that kind of Mom at home, out. dad when we were camping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's when dad can get really creative and everybody kind of had to eat whatever he made no matter what. Okay. Right? Um, Any favorite dishes that he made or anything that like? The chili and cornbread is by far the best. Cornbread. Yeah. Okay. And then he'd make some really good cobblers as, too, as well. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. I like that. Um, yeah. Just seeing him be creative, like just really sparked an interest in me. Okay. Um, and just thinking like, wow, you can be so creative with food on an outdoor fire. like. What can you do in like an actual kitchen? And, and he had no background in no. culinary food. Any no. of your family, grandparents, and anybody or no? No, so my mom's actually a cafeteria manager okay. um, for a school district. Okay. Um, she's been working in like uh, food establishments, you know, most of her life. Okay. Um, so it's kind of, it's in my blood. Okay. Um, I love it. She was a, a, a manager for Taco Bell. So okay. I hate to say Taco Bell is actually in my blood. Okay. Um, so it's kind of it. like my, you know, you know, want to sit at home and kind of <laughs> indulge kind of food. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love it. I love not, it. Not shy to say that. Favorite food at Taco Bell is what? What you, what's your go-to? Uh, Get a taco? Cheesy gordita crunch. Cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So food is in your blood. Okay. Outdoors, camping, Boy Scouts, that kind of like started your interest yeah. in food. And so you knew kind of early, like, you know, if you, if you had a guess, like you were like, you know, I'd love to do this like as a job, as a career? Yeah, I would say um, once I got in high school, I kind of had an idea that's kind of the direction I wanted to go in. Okay. Um, you know, just like every young teen, I wanted to be a baseball player. Okay. Um, who's, your, but, who's your favorite player growing up? Who, who did you kind of look at? Oh, Pujols. Pujols, okay. Yeah, Albert Pujols. Um, he was in, so he say, was he in St. Louis? Yeah, okay, that's he just right, retired that's right. last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say about the year that I didn't make the baseball team was the year I was like, I, I guess I need to be this a chef. <laughs> yeah, like that was the defining moment. Okay. Of, it's, it's just meant to be, I, I guess. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So you finish high school and then you went to culinary school, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Went to uh, Johnson Wales in Charlotte. Okay. Now, how, did you know, how, did, how, why Charlotte? Why, 
Did you know Johnson & Wales? Had you heard of it? Did you have an interest coming to the East Coast? How did, how did that thought process come to even coming here? I think I had a counselor actually give me a couple of schools. Okay. Um, and I think just by looking through them, one said North Carolina, and I was like, that's the one. Um, had some family out in Raleigh at the time. Okay. Um, they're still out there. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'll be close to the family still and kind of far away from family, so. Had you ever come to Charlotte before like no. making that decision? No. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So culinary school, Johnson & Wales, what was that experience like? Like just culinary school, you know, for somebody listening that has never been or thought of, or maybe is thinking about maybe going to culinary school and they're watching this, you know, what was your experience like? You know, how was it? Was it a lot of training? Was it a lot of, I mean, what, you know, give me, give me some insight on the, how that, that panned out. It was fantastic. Um, I had a little bit of cooking background before going into school. Okay. Um, so it kind of helped like enhance everything I did know um, and allowed me to kind of really, you know, dig in deep and understand a lot more um, than I, I thought I was actually going to understand. Okay. Um, so if there would be one thing I could suggest to people is try to get a little bit of experience before going to school. So like um, a local restaurant, family, I mean, what we know, you know, anything you would suggest? Yeah, just a, a small little restaurant, uh, just something to kind of get their foot in the door, even if they're just a dishwasher, something like that, just kind of know the environment, kind of yeah. know. The last thing they want to do is, you know, go to school, learn this, and then get an environment and not realize that it's not yeah. what I signed up for. Nice. You know? Okay. So you suggest kind of starting locally, you know, kind of get some experience, prepping food, kind of get your you know, feet under, underneath you before you went and kind of sharpen the skills a little bit. Yeah. Or even like volunteer at like a soup kitchen. I love that. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, see some of the things that go on and yeah. Okay. All right. So what else? Is there, did, I mean, did culinary school just fine tune what you already knew? Like, did you understand like knife skill? I mean, how, like, what are some things, what are some big takeaways from culinary school? That there's a lot to know mm. that I would probably I would say in every chef's career you're never gonna learn everything yeah okay that's probably what I understood the most um, which is good because it gave me the confidence to be able to go out and know that I don't need to know everything yeah um, as long as I'm willing to continuously to learn um, and to develop my skill yeah that that's what I need to be successful I think that's that's so interesting you say that Mike because I feel like a lot of times when people start a career or a job or a new venture, they think they have to know absolutely everything. And it's like, you're not. Yeah. Like, you really won't. Like, a, a lot of it, you know, I mean, they say success is kind of the journey, not the destination. A lot of it's the journey. Like, you yeah. will learn styles of food and you'll work under people as, you know, sous chefs or, you know, like different positions in the kitchen. You know, you may work at a bar, you know, you may not, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much to, you know, um, to learn that, you know, I think not being nervous or scared about entering a field that you're kind of, you know, hey, like I've been in IT my whole life, but I'm really not loving it. You know, I'd love to get into X. Okay, just start, just yeah. just go, like, you know what I mean? Yep. Does that, does, that kind of, does that kind of ring true to maybe your experience or, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like in life, man, you gotta make a lot of failures to make successes, you know? Yep. So. Um, just kind of goes in that direction. Okay. It's funny too because when I was in school, like I always looked at the instructors. I'm like, how do they know all of this stuff? Like they know everything. Yeah. And then I get out of school and I'm, I realize maybe they didn't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, maybe they just knew everything about what they were teaching. That's um, so. That's yeah. Okay. 
Now, was there, is there a certain style of food or any restaurants you get to work at that you kind of like, you know, some people say like they're, like I've got customers and friends of mine that are like into desserts or French cuisine or, you know, kind of specialties. Do you learn everything at culinary school or do you know, learn a little bit of, I mean, how, like, how does that happen? Is that just, you know, certain culinary schools focus on, you know, I don't know, French comes to mind, you know, but how, how does that operate? Or do you pick or does it depend on where you work after and kind of what their focus is? Yeah, so you learn a lot of the basics, which all the basics to the culinary industry come from fr French cuisine. Okay. Um, so a lot of, you know, understanding of that stuff, uh, a lot of the terminologies, um, you know, the, the biggest things like stock soups and sauces, mother sauces, you know, learn how to do your different types of cooking method methods, braising, frying, um, roasting, searing, um, you know, your freshman year, that's kind of the biggest basis of everything. Okay. Um, and then they kind of go into more of, you know, your intricate, you know, areas, international cuisines, um, you know, garmage, um, you know, traditional European cuisine, okay. things like that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I like that. All right. So, so you finished culinary school. That's an experience. You're learning, you're developing your skill set. Okay. That's going. Now, are you working through, are you working at a restaurant or do they make you, is there like internships? I mean, how, how does that work? Is, that, is there anything like, like that? So my sophomore year, I had to do an internship. Okay. Um, I did it at the Charlotte City Club in Uptown. Okay. Um, and at that time in my life, I realized I needed a job. Okay. Um, you know, college student, you know, living in an apartment now. Like of course. I, I got to yeah. pay rent. You yeah. Gotta, you know, there's things you want to buy and things okay. like that. Um, so actually, when I started my internship, I actually started working in the gallery restaurant at this hotel okay. at the same exact time. Okay. Um, so I was essentially working two full-time jobs at that time. Wow. Yeah. At the gallery here? Yes. Okay. So you're interning and you're working here? Yes. Okay. And did you, like, know of the, ho about the Bounce Line Hotel or just they, they were <laughs> looking for a job? I mean, how, how did that even happen? So my girlfriend at the time, which is my fiancé right now, Okay. Um, she was actually doing her internship here. Okay. Um, and she just so happened to be in HR for a day and she was like, hey, they're looking for a cook. Okay. Cause you knew I needed a job. Yeah. And she told me and I was like, oh my God, yeah, like. Let's do it. it give him my resume. <laughs> so she literally gave my resume to the chef. Okay. Um, and I came in, did an interview. Um, and I did my interview and the chef was like, when do you come, can you go back and do a cook test? Yeah. And I was like, well, I can do it right now. I have just, my stuff in the truck. Just as like as a line cook, you had to, I mean. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, looking back, that's what the chef said made him hire me. It wasn't my cook test. It was the fact that I was ready to go right then and there. Um, Man, there's, there's, I like that. There's, yeah. there's a, um, I don't know, I, I, I think maybe a lesson there, like of just always being prepared, always being yeah. ready, right? Yeah. Is that something now that when you, now that you're in leadership that maybe you look for in somebody that, you know, maybe is ready to take on a role or responsibility that maybe they aren't a hundred percent sure about, but they're willing to do it. Is that, is that something that you think might help somebody? Yeah. It's a great attribute. Yeah. Always be prepared. I love that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're working here. So two full-time jobs and you're going to school. Yeah. Well, the internship internship was was the school. school. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, so but once that was over, then I was doing full school and full time job here. Okay, so so let's talk about working the internship and here. You know, what are some things off the bat? You know that you're learning. Like, is it you know just is is it is it fine dining? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. So is this your first kind of fine dining experience? Yeah. Very okay. First. So give us you know I mean. 
I don't know, the, the cheesy gordita crunch is a little different than, yeah. you know, the gallery. <laughs> so just give it, I mean, what are some things off the bat that you're just like, okay, th this is another level or this is a different way of doing, you know, anything that stands out to you from either the internship or working here at the first job that you're just like, man, like I, I didn't understand the levels of this or, you know, I don't know, like, you know, give me, give me, give me some feedback there. Yeah, I'd probably say the first time the chef looked at me and said, you're not serving that. And I was like, what? Like, you're not serving that. Like, that's not the way it's supposed to be done. Okay. And I was like, whoa. Oh, okay. Like, so he wasn't wow. playing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so just and, the abruptness and just the level of perfection, maybe. Yeah. The, the fine detail. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was a shock. That was like a, what? Yeah. Okay. The other shock I had was, uh, I was being trained by somebody for like two days and then um, I looked at him, I was like, so you're working with me tomorrow? I was like, no, dude, you're on the station by yourself. I was like, what? I can work <laughs> Two by days. myself? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, this is going to be crazy. Were you, I, I mean, I bet you had to been nervous. That oh, I was so nervous, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what station was it, do you remember? It was a pantry station, I was just making salads, yeah. <laughs> but you were like, there's no way I'm doing yeah. this. Yeah, looking back, I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> I had like three salads to make the entire service. And, <laughs> I was afraid I was going to keep up with it. Like, isn't it? Is, isn't that so funny, Mike? That like, like the longer we do something, just naturally, the more confidence you build in that area. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just I don't know. Like, isn't that so? Now looking back, you're like, well, you know. But at the time, it was like earth. Like it was like earth shattering, yeah. right? It's oh, like, oh yeah. You're like, you're what? Like we're we're you know no man, you you got this. Like you know you know you're. You're, 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 you know, you're okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's an interesting idea or concept, isn't it? It really is. Interesting. Okay. All right. So internship, first job here. Okay. Then you're obviously you're finishing culinary school, yes. right? And then do you, you know, how, where, where, where does life take you? On a roller coaster at that point, um, finish school and then, you know, you just go through, go through life. Yep. You know, I'm starting to become an adult. Yeah. Um, you know, living on my own in a city that, you know, I don't have any ties here. I don't have any family. That, that is true. Yeah. Um, you know, and you kind of start to, you know, have friends and yep. develop friendships, um, different relationships. Uh, you know, you feel like you're a family where you're working at as well. Yep. Um, so I worked in the restaurant for about five years. Okay. Um, I learned here. Since, yes. At this restaurant. Okay. Yeah. I learned right. so much along the way. And is that from just relationships that you'd built along working through school and they liked you and they just said, you know what, now that you graduated, you're here full time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just, I saw the chefs and they were like super creative and I was like, oh my gosh, like I got to keep learning as much as I can from them. Yeah. Um, and I just continued to learn and learn and learn. And I got, finally got to a point where I was like, I've got to do something different. I've got to venture out a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, start learning other things or just, I really needed to take the, the step off the ledge, yeah. you know, and kind of jump into a management role. Um, so I did, I left, I went to the Whitewater Center. Okay. Um, I was a sous chef out there. Okay. Um, and I stepped off the ledge and I tell you what, I fell. <laughs> okay. I fell right into some, a crazy business. Let's talk about it. How, what, what, how was it? Why was it crazy? Were you not ready? Were you ready? Give us like, you know, like, let's learn from this experience. Maybe if another person, feels like that they're a little they know they need to make the step it's the most uneasy uneasy thing ever to do we can tell you to do it yeah but until you actually do it it really means nothing right um talk about that like talk about like 
what, how that was, what you learned from it, you know, how did you fall, how did you get back up, you know, you know give us some, some, some perspective on that. So I went from fine dining food to what would be kind of like, you know, fast, casual, sure. quick service food. Sure, yeah. Um, and going into that environment from a primarily a fine dining background, I was like, okay, how can we finesse this stuff? How can we finesse? And I realized this isn't the clientele. Um, Different model. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, man, I don't know if this is for me. Okay. You know, because I was so used to a certain thing. fine dining, the finesse, the detail, you know, things like that. Yeah. And it just wasn't the clientele. So I had to adapt to the clientele. Okay. Um, was that hard? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because, you know, internally it's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, like, why, I don't want to cook all these chicken tenders and hamburgers <laughs> and fries and like, you know, like, um, I totally, I totally get that. And, and you know what, that may be something that, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, or watching this on, you know, on YouTube or, you know, uh, wherever platform you're, you're, you're getting this is that, um, yeah, like it's, there is a, you know, like it, in, in your mind, cause you've done it a certain way. You're like, this is wrong. Like, like this isn't even right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, it's like just this model is way different than this model over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. I felt, I felt like that stuck up kid was like, you're doing it wrong. You know, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, everything I knew was right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but just in life, man, you got to make the most of everything you, you have. Totally um, agree. I, I was like, I got to learn something from this place, right? I can't just come here and think, you know, this isn't for me and then, and then leave. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a great attitude by the way. So, I learned how to work in a large scale business. Um, you know, we were serving thousands of people there wow. in a single day. Um, you know, there was one day I was working in the restaurant. It was like, we, we served almost 2000 people. Wow. In just the restaurant. That's big numbers. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. Like, who, like I got to figure out how they do the ordering for all this food. Like I got to figure out how we're, we're scheduling for all this stuff. Stocking like, it, bringing yeah. trucks in, everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, or, you know, how are we keeping up with all the prep? Like, how's, how's all this happening? And we're able to serve all these people. Well, yeah, it may not be the, the fanciest, you know, food, but sure. there's, there's still an element of, you know, skill here that yeah. I, can, I can learn. Exactly. Um, and that's what I did. I was like, I, I got to learn that. That's a, that's, a, that's a really good point, Mike, because I feel like it's really easy to just, hey, I have this new job and let me complain about it and yeah. not take anything from it. And just, you know, like you said, kind of like look down or bad mouth this situation or this business model or, you know, um, you know, Taco Bell doesn't know what they're doing, you know, whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's like, but you know what, listen, every business is different. You know, the way you operate is different. The things you can learn, you can learn anything. You can learn anything from anybody, Yeah. right? Like I, you know, and I, I, that's a really good, you know, which I, I would just recommend to everybody, just really think about if you're not happy in your situation, what can you take from the situation? Like, what are some good things that you can start, you know, thinking about learning from? But um, that's a really good thing to think about that I think a anybody, no matter what your background, even if you're not in food, you can take away from that. Yeah. So, okay. So you're learning a whole nother, you know, ball of a whole nother industry, ordering all that. Um, 2,000 people is a lot of people man, yeah. in a day. Yeah. That is volume. Yeah. So, okay, all right. So you, you were there, and then, and then from there, you come back here? Yeah, so I stuck it out there for about a year. Okay. Um, it was actually during the Amoeba time, so it was like a perfect opportunity to kind of 
you know, say this is probably my exit. Okay. Um, so I actually got my foot back in the door here. Um, I came back as like a junior banquet sous chef, okay. um, which is which is great because at that point I wanted to learn some more of like the banquet catering side of the industry. Okay. Um, I've been in the restaurant, fine dining, been in, you know, a restaurant that does, you know, a large scale. Sure. Um, now I need to learn some of the other parts of the industry. Yeah, um, love it. Came back to the hotel. I was a junior banquet sous chef for maybe a few months okay. and, you know, got a good feel of the banquets and it was like understanding like, okay, this isn't anything different. Like, it's just a little more of the numbers, yeah. you know, like it's, it's the same, it's the Constant. same thing. Yeah. yeah but okay. it's, it's different in the aspect of numbers and, you know, how do you make this amount of food for this many people with, you know, very limited, you know, waste. Yeah. Um, and same with like the ordering and stuff like that. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then through just some you know experiences here in the hotel um there were some management changes um some opportunities opened up yep um a position opened up that i don't i don't think i was even ready for it okay um looking back i definitely wasn't ready for it okay um but i took the jump uh and i became the executive sous chef um and then i was the executive sous chef for about five years now for for people that may not know maybe give us a little context as what does that mean? Executive sous chef versus executive chef, you know, um, for, for people that are watching this that don't know, what are some, what are some differences? Yeah. So executive sous chef is essentially you have just about all the same responsibilities as the executive chef, but you're their secondhand person. Okay. Um, you're their, their general essentially. Okay. Um, you're overseeing a lot of all of the operations of the, the kitchen. Okay. Um, maybe not so much of like the numbers and like the administrative stuff, but kind of more the operational. Okay. Yeah. Um, working with all of the individual leaders for each department. Okay. Yeah. When, when, what are some departments? Like what, you know, give us. So some... here we got four different departments in okay. our culinary. Um, okay. So we have the restaurant, uh, stewarding, um, pastry, and then banquets. Okay. Yeah. So you're stepping into an executive sous chef and you said you weren't a hundred percent ready, but you took yeah. it on. What are some things that you learned? Like anything like. How to manage different people. Okay. Yeah. Um, how to be a better, you know, leader for them, be a better manager for them, how to better support them. Yeah. Um, and I feel like those are very big attributes for a, a, a successful chef. Sure. Love that. Okay. All right. So then you, you said you did, that, you did that for five years. Yeah. All right. And then how do we, how do we get the, uh, the nod for the executive chef for that, you know, cause it, it, it's as of recent. Yeah. Okay. So give, give us, give us some context. How, how did that play out? So I would say probably the last few years as the executive uh, sous chef, like people are always telling me, you should be the executive chef. You, you should be the executive chef. Like you're ready for it. You're ready for it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, that's a, <clears throat> it's a big role. And yeah. you know, in my lifespan, I've seen so many different executive chefs. So I'm looking at this position now as somebody that's not long-term, yeah. you know, and thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to be next. Like, I don't, I don't want to be next. Like, I don't, don't put me in that spot, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just dug deep and realized, you know what, this is, this is me. You got it. Yeah. Um, I didn't do all of this hard work for nothing. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like I can be the leader that, you know, my staff needs. Love it. Or, you know, the def definitely the times we're in right now. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you've been in this role for, a little bit? June, two months now. Two, okay. Yeah. How's it been so far? It's been crazy. Yeah. Um, I had this master plan going into it. Okay. And nothing's worked out the right <laughs> way. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which happens. Yeah. I mean, that, that, you know, you may have a master plan for going to college and getting this degree and you work in this, but then you graduate and you get your first job over here, but you end up loving it. And then, you know, like, it, is that so, like that, that happens. Yeah. And that's okay too. Like, that's a normal thing. You don't, like, things may not play out exactly how you think they will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I think being okay with that is, is fine, right? Yeah. And so um, I love that. Okay. So executive chef, you're learning a lot, master plan, but you're, you're making adjustments. You're bobbing and weaving. Um, no pun intended. That was pretty good. <laughs> but... Uh, but okay, let's let's talk a little bit a little bit about, about the hotel as as we wrap up. Um, absolutely gorgeous facility. Yes. Give it give people some context. Maybe we could put some B roll in here. Um, give us a little bit about the the hotel, the hotel, the facility, the size. I know you guys are making changes, a lot of changes, um, and you've had over the last whatever six, 12, 18 months. I don't know exactly, but give us a, an idea of where you guys are and where you guys are heading. Yeah. So the hotel was built in two thousand eleven. Um, sorry, 2001, 2001 uh, okay. actually right when 9-11 happened. Okay. Um, so the hotel has gone through a, a bit of a, you know, growing season as well. Sure. Um, coming out of that, um, a few years back, we were actually purchased by Northwood Hospitality, um, the investment company okay. um, that has multiple different sectors in, the, in their portfolio. Okay. Um, they own different hotels across the states um, and they came in and they were like, let's, let's do renovation. Okay. Um, but a twelve million dollar renovation. Um, twelve million yeah. dollars. Um, this room right here would have been just pretty plain, honestly, before what they did. Okay. Um, and what they did, honestly, it looks beautiful. Um, the entire hotel, um, even outside. Um, yeah, outside. And, you know, give us give us some context about how. Well, you guys used to have a golf course, correct? Yes, yeah, we used to have a golf course out there. That's no more. Yep. As okay. of two years ago, it was gone. Okay. Um, and they're actually developing out here right now. Okay. And um, and it's replaced with what? Give us. So right off the jump right out here, um, where hole 18 was, there's a stream park. Okay. Um, so there's a little area for people to go and lounge and relax and chill. Um, there's a little pond out there. People can kind of sit and look at the water fountain. Yeah. Um, and then across the stream is where all the big stuff's happening. Okay. Um, a lot of development going on over there. So there's a lot of sky high that's gonna go in. Uh, retail space, restaurants. Wow. Um, O&B Breweries actually almost, they're, the fastest growing building over there. Wow. Um, it's like every day I come in and it's like, oh my God, like how did they complete all of that in one day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so essentially this whole area is going to turn into like South End area. Nice. Um, where there's just all kinds of different things you can do. Um, so a, a good little hangout spot, yeah. walking around, perfect date night, you know, just stores, retail, food options. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's beautiful now. I can't imagine when it when it's going to get finished, yes. the look of it, the feel of it. So, um, so okay, so so you got bought out, huge renovation budget. You guys are, you know, um, obviously you guys have, you know, it's a hotel, obviously, and because of banquets and all that, right? Yes. You know, so I think you had told me it was at forty thousand square feet. It's kind of yeah. total numbers. Yeah. So we just opened up the event lawn outside not too long ago. Um, so about forty thousand square feet total. Love that. Love that. Spa here as well. Yep, spa, right? indoor, so, outdoor pool. The whole thing. Yeah. You have a restaurant, two bars. Okay. And, and, and as an executive chef, you kind of oversee all that? Is that, is yes. that how it works? Okay. Yeah. 
all of the food I oversee. Love it, love it. Okay, awesome. All right, so um, let's let's kind of wrap up, Mike. What are some kind of parting thoughts or tips or anybody that you'd like to you know give some um, you know some inspiration to that would like to get into the space or would like to be an executive chef? You know, what are some encouraging words or you know kind of last minute um, thoughts for them about about anything? Succeeding, climbing the ranks, learning, not taking no for an answer. You know, kind of you know something that you've learned that we can kind of you know pass that on to the next person. I'd say that probably the biggest thing is don't stop learning. Never stop learning. Yeah. Um, don't ever feel like you know it all mm. uh, because you're you're never going to understand everything. You're never going to know it all. Um, and be transparent about it. You know, whether it's with your staff, whether it's with your friends, your family. Um, always always let them know what you don't know because when you start telling people what you don't know. They could teach you things, uh, um, and that's how you grow and develop yourself even more. I love that. Yeah, I think that's, and I think you're able to gain trust when you know. I think as a leader, sometimes when you tell somebody, you know, hey, follow me, the idea is they know everything. But when you tell them, hey, I don't know everything. Yeah, I need your help, which is why I think when you assemble a team, you need to have like every different type of person. Not everyone just like you, because yeah. I, need, I need your strength, and I need your strength, and I need, I need what you're good at, and I'm not a detail person, so I need you to help me with those details, because I'm not good at that, you know, but I'm good at this. Yes. I can cast a vision. Well, this sous chef is the creative one. He's the one that has, you know, I, I need you for this role. You know what I mean? And so I think when you're open and honest and tell people about, about shortcomings, it's fine. Yeah. Nobody, we, everybody knows we have shortcomings. It's like, you know, but... I don't know. There's like a sense of you know I don't uh, I don't tell people what I'm what I'm not good at, and I'm like why? It's okay. Like it's not a big deal. You actually gain more trust like that, I, in my opinion. Yeah. For all you know, you could be talking to the expert in what you don't know. Dang. And they could be like, well, guess what? I'm the expert in that. Like, let me teach you something. That's a great perspective, yeah. actually. That's a great perspective. Awesome, um, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks absolutely. for Thank thanks you. for coming hanging out with us on the Paper Trails podcast. Um, I appreciate you guys for for logging in and and tuning in with us wherever you're watching, uh, YouTube, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Subscribe, like, share. If you want to see more of this content, do it. We are super pumped for season three. The restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply.